Urban Dictionary defines romantic comedy as the most vile, insipid, sanity-destroying, horrible genre in the history of film. Respectfully, we disagree. I'm Samantha. And I'm Mia. And this is You Rom Complete Me! I thought you were going to say my name for a second. (laughs) Why would I say your name? I don't know. You paused and I heard you saying, I'm Mia in my head <laughs> and then I was concerned but that's um, fine no we got through it you're doing it we Woo. did it yay. yay welcome back friends thank you for joining us for the 13th episode of the podcast oh lucky number 13 yeah it's lucky in this case I yeah think. yeah so man and the first oh. of our little twofer week yes it's Tuesday welcome to a Tuesday pod yes. folks in the honor of Mother's Day yeah. on Sunday the 14th question mark yeah I don't yeah, know, I know Mother's Day yeah. sure we will be having two mom-coms this week in honor yes. of our moms who each selected a romantic comedy for us to watch yeah and this week we're doing or not this week this day Tuesday Tuesday we're doing the Deb movie yes so we just watched the 1963 film Charade Charade Charade, starring Cary Grant. And Audrey Hepburn. Yes. Spoiler alert, this is not a movie that is an hour and a half of them playing charades like I hoped it would be, but it was good nonetheless. She was disappointed. Despite the fact that there were no charades. I guess the whole thing really is a charade. It kind of is. It's, but there weren't any charades. Honestly, you would think this would be your favorite movie because this movie is a con movie. We got so many crossed. So many double crosses. Quadruple crossed. It just it just layers it on like the delicious flaky layers of a pastry. Oh, wow. And it's fitting because they start out in uh, Switzerland and in France the movie takes place in. Why you know, is it fitting? Because like flaky delicious oh, flaky pastry. Crust. I thought you meant like made they're really in... into cons. No, just... <laughs> You know, Paris and France is a city of delicious buttery baked goods. Yeah. And I assume Switzerland's into it, too. They like chocolate. They probably like Mm. buttery baked goods, too. Write us an email, folks. Do the Swiss like flaky pastries? I mean, maybe they like flaky pastries to dip into um, fromage. Fondue. Fondue. You romcompletely at gmail.com. Send us a note. (laughs) Send us a note. (laughs) So we watched the 1963 film, Charade. Mia, what is it about? Well, you should probably do this one. Okay. I was well, tired when we watched because this. Because Mia had watched this as a middle schooler, but remembered nothing. Nothing. Not a single thing. I didn't. I don't know. That's fine. Seventh grade was a hard year. Seventh grade was a, seventh grade was the hardest year of my life. Seventh grade is tough. It was the year I realized that being a human is hard. Shout out to any seventh graders out there. Yeah, if you're listening to this in your seventh grade, first of all, I don't know if you should be listening to this. God bless you. <laughs> but second of all, we hear you, we see you. Email us at youwrongcompletely at gmail.com. <laughs> if you haven't noticed, we really want someone to email us. So far, no one has. Desperate for And emails. we're disappointed. Thirsty and who knows? Emails. Maybe there'll be something in it for you if you email us. Promises. I'm not making any promises. Anyways, Charade starts Mm -hmm. out in Switzerland where Audrey Hepburn is on vacation with her friend and her friend's little boy. Mm. And she's talking about how she really wants to get divorced from her husband because he's just not around. She's not into him. And she meets Cary Grant while she's here. And he's Mm -hmm. suave. They have a really weird sort of interaction. And then she goes back to France and finds out that her husband is dead. Her apartment is empty. Completely empty. Everything cleared out. All her closets. She had like five. 
completely gone. And there's a bunch of money missing. Yes. And so apparently during World War II, her husband was involved in some shady business with some other cohorts. And there is a bunch of money missing, a bunch of American money missing. Oh, no. And now she is... Uh, being she's plagued. She's being played. She's by a being band chased of characters. by a band of ruffians. One who and has a hook hand. Yes, hook one who hand. has a hook hand. He has his own theme song too. <laughs> that I sing. Da, 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 hook hand. Hook hand. We have different versions of it. It's fine. <laughs> and Cary Grant gets involved in a variety of ways. So many different he ways. He has many different guises through the film. I believe there was four or five different yeah. guises he goes yeah, through. Yeah. And so, yeah. That's it. You really should watch this film it's hard to understand to it. Succinctly talk about. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, it's I all a I was going to make a West Wing reference, but. Okay. I won't this is not anymore. a West Wing podcast. But the West Start Wing your thing, own podcast. I will. I can't. So the reference was going to be this. <laughs> because you need me to make a no, podcast? No, no, no. I could do it on my own. <laughs> How dare you? Gonna say, do you hear this, listeners? Don't that, listen to her right now. Is that the West Wing Weekly? Feeling offended. A really great West Wing podcast. They just read the synopsis off of the NBC whatever site. I was like, maybe we should just read the synopsises off of the internet movie database. I would much rather watch you struggle as you try and create <laughs> synopses of movies. I don't want to struggle anymore. Well, you're making me mad because you said you would do a podcast without me, <laughs> I'm sorry, so I'm upset. I'm sorry. <laughs> I'm upset. You can answer questions. Will that make you feel better? I guess. Okay. Is it a rom-com? This is a tough one. This is the hardest one. This is a really hard one. We have differing opinions on this. Five people die in this movie. In cold blood. How is that a... You can still be a rom-com. There's there's different layers. Ghosts I mean, you can be in... You can fall in love despite, you know, terrible circumstances. Yes. And there still was a lot of flirty fun play between Audrey and Cary Grant in I this mean, movie. Of all movies, I think this had the most fir- flirty fun. It was so flirty. There was, was smooches. Thirsty. We decided that this is the first movie that had the three golden layers of stackiness. <laughs> Audrey Hepburn was looking for a snack while looking like a snack while, well, eating, a while snack. eating a snack. She was great. Her name was Regina, and she had the most fabulous display of coats. She did. But yeah, I mean, there's. we decided this was kind of like a Russian nesting doll of mm-hmm. a film. So it was mystery and murder and thrills with a layer of delightful romantic flirtation. It was like flirtation. two rom-com characters got stuck in a thriller and they were still trying to do their job as rom-com characters, but also solving That's crime. a brilliant explanation, and I love it because... <laughs> they were like, we wound up in the wrong movie. Let's just wait. Because it. a lot of times I really would like to see rom-com characters in situations that don't apply to them. Could you, know, you imagine Harry and Sally in this movie? Oh my god, it would be hysterical. <laughs> be really fun. I think it's fun. I mean, you really can't put someone to the romantic test until you're, you know, running away from bad guys and That's how you put someone to a romantic test? Hers. I mean, yeah. And that explains a lot about my personal life. So. I was like, is this why I'm not married yet? Because I haven't had to solve a crime? I mean, you want to be a con person. Mm. Well, though, Mia amended her thoughts about being a con person. She just wants to marry a con yeah, man. Yeah, I said, I want to marry a con man. So yeah. if you're a con man, you romcomplete me at gmail.com. Hit me up. <laughs> cool. Cool, 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 cool. How about the meet cute, though? You were disappointed by the meet cute. I was disappointed by the meet cute. They meet at a Swiss chalet <laughs> and sort of have very snippy dialogue between each other. Yeah. It was just bland. 
Yeah. Right? I mean, it was he fine. just walks up to her and then they have a weird conversation. Yeah. It's not it's not as good as the rest of the their interaction was about. So it doesn't matter. She looks great though in this she scene. Did. She, she looks great the entire movie. movie. So we can't hold it to that standard. No. Did you like this make cute? No. I mean, do we count each time she met him as a different character in the movie? Well, he always says the same thing, right? The like yeah. Is there a Mrs. So-and-so? And you're like, yes, but we're divorced. Or yes, it's my mother. Yeah. Da, 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 da. Ha-ha-ha-ha. Uh, ha 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 Funny the first time. Not so funny at the fifth time. But what are you going to do? It was yeah. fine. The thing I liked, oh, so we watched this movie on Amazon Prime. More on that later. But each time you would pause the movie, it would have the different character he was playing in that moment. So until the very end, uh, you didn't yes, get his real true. character's that's name. That's true smart yeah because he was pretending to be multiple people as you know pretending to be on her side on the bad guy side on her side on the bad guy side I'm you, they we got like quadruple crossed i know it was amazing moto crossed decom pleat me next year 2020 had to work that in didn't you <laughs> she did. just had to work it in See, um, motocross just always made me a little upset. I don't really remember the plot of motocross. <laughs> I only remember that. So she had to compete for her brother because her brother like broke his leg, oh, maybe, right. and she, and she cut off boy. all her hair. Right. And I just felt sad for her at that time. Yeah. I know that hair doesn't define gender or beauty, but it grows back. I know, but it was real short. But listen, when you get your hair cut and you're not happy with it. I wasn't even going to go there. I know you're not, but I'm just saying in general, when you're upset about a haircut, hearing that statement does not make you feel better. I know, but that's why you have to drive to Albany to see your old hairdresser every time you need a haircut so that you're never disappointed. I don't have that kind of life. Well, come see Molly with me. (laughs) Anyway, anyway, anyway. We're off the trail. Does this fly in real life? Um, no. No. There's so many crosses. Yeah. Too many cons. It wouldn't, no one could be that good at conning. It was pretty good. Yeah. Cary Grant in particular was. He's like seven people. A chameleon. I didn't know what to believe the entire movie. Yeah. And there's a real twist at the end. So spoiler alert here. It turns out all along he is the treasurer of America. (laughs) At it, the embassy. It was unclear what his job but he, was. But he's a good guy um, the entire time. The best guy. Yeah. Mm. But no, it wouldn't happen well. No. But did it age well? It didn't age... Well, he, we decided that he was a bit chauvinist and mm-hmm. uh, kind of sexist. Yeah. But that might partially be due to the fact that he was desperately trying to portray himself as not being thirsty for Audrey Hepburn because of their age difference. Not the character. The man Cary Grant yeah. himself. So Cary Grant turned 59 during the filming of this movie and that meant there was a 25 year age difference with him and Audrey Hepburn. Get it girl. And he was kind of anxious about them appearing together as a couple so he asked the producers if they could add in some lines to sort of make it clear that Regina or Audrey was chasing him versus yeah. the other way around. Oh, she it's very clear. It's so clear. And that comes across like I And I it's laugh. a mood. It's yes. a mood. She like hops in his lap and starts smooching him. I'm like, yeah. yeah she's you great. Do that. She she like, knows what she wants and she gets after it. Listen, she's a widow now. She can do what she, she wants. She can do whatever she wants. I love it. That's the rule of being a widow. You can do whatever you want. Yeah. Yep. Also, I wanted to point out, I just looked at my notes. Uh, okay. You were wondering whether this could be a rom-com because of the amount of suspenseful music that was played. It was very spooky. 
I mean, it can still be a rom-com with suspenseful okay. music. I mean, Casper's a rom-com, isn't it? I just it? don't know. Oh. Hmm. <laughs> yes. <laughs> There's dead no, people Casper's in Casper. No, Casper's not a rom-com. Okay. Casper's wow. a movie I want to watch. Listen, she's admitting it. I will just watch Casper with you for fun. Wouldn't it be fun next year to do you rom-com point me, but we watch just like really random movies and we find all the smallest ways that those <laughs> movies could possibly be rom-coms and then like shoehorn them into our questions yeah i would love that that would be delightful or 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 we or, could watch okay 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 <laughs> we could watch the movie and we could rewrite them as like how would we make this into a oh rom-com? i love that that's a good idea but then people don't would steal take our, our ideas. ideas don't do it <laughs> we're gonna cut this so you can't steal our ideas until we copyright it uh anyway yeah cool Okay, next question. Did you fall in love while watching this movie, Mia? No, I don't know. Audrey Hepburn was fine. She was great. A lot. She needed to slow down. I mean, are you saying that because maybe you identify with Audrey Hepburn? She was like chewing the scenery in this movie. It was a lot. She was making a meal. She was snacking. She was eating. She was going for it. I mean, she also had a nervous breakdown during this film, and it was great. I know. I, I loved Audrey. I thought she was great. And Cary Grant aged delightfully like well. Wine. Like a fine wine. His chin dimple is still great. Still there. Did you prefer him in this movie to His Girl Friday? Oh, it's tough. Hmm. Yes. Yeah. I don't know why I said that was tough. I don't. Yeah, I was, I was very confused. I was very confused by the pause. I'm trying to slowly, pause. slowly black out His Girl Friday from my I will from never my let consciousness. you black it out. Oh, no. <laughs> Are you rethinking your life now? Yeah, I want as many coats as Audrey Hepburn has. She looked great in every single one. I mean, you could easily do that. We could get you some coats. No, I don't think so. I don't think I'd be able to pull it off like her. Coat fix. There's no such thing as coat fix. A new thing that we're going to make where we just buy you a bunch of coats. (laughs) I mean, now it's not the time of year. I'll buy some coats. Do you know that I hate Burlington Coat Factory? I did not know that. I do. I just never can find things that work for me. So so we're not going to go over there. No. Okay. Well... Are you rethinking your life? Um, I just, instead of maybe doing the con, maybe marrying someone who's good at a con. That's fair. Finding a a con man who seems like a bad boy, but is secretly a good boy underneath. All right, all right, all right. Mm -hmm. (laughs) That's fair. We'll see. Time will tell. Like I said. We'll find out. Complete me at gmail.com. Hit me up, con men. Um, don't don't hit her up, please. Don't hit her up. Favorite quotes? I thought you said favorite coats at first. I did say favorite coat. (laughs) Well, my favorite coat. Uh, There was a couple of different uh, quotes that I really liked. I think the first one was when Audrey Hepburn is fixing Cary Grant up after he gets hurt in the fight with Hook Hand. (laughs) And she goes, of course you won't be able to lie on your back for a while, but then you can lie from any position. Which was hilarious and sexy and amazing at the same time. A burn. A burn. Um... Yeah, I liked when her friend said, it's infuriating that your unhappiness does not turn to fat. Yeah. She's stress eating the whole movie, basically. And her friend is just like, you can keep doing that, and I'm going to keep being upset that you're not going to get chunky from eating all your Mm -hmm. snacks. Uh, Also, you know. Fast metabolism, that Audrey Hepburn, I guess. That lucky duck. Mm -hmm. There's a scene where uh, she is hiding inside a phone booth after she's been, like, cornered (laughs) by one of the bad guys. And first of all, wait, wait, wait. To back up a moment. Before this happened, they're in, like, a club or a cafe, and they're playing this game where you oh, have to I pass a, 
of fruit oh, so from weird. neck to neck. I didn't like it. It was very weird. You get very close to strangers. Yeah, I think you could use anything except your hands. Hands, yeah. But a lot of people had it like in their chin. chin and Cary Grant kept neck. trying to get it and it kept falling in this woman's breast. It was very uncomfortable. <laughs> didn't like that scene. But anyway, she gets cornered by a con man and then Cary Grant finds her and is like, what's up? She's like, I'm having a nervous breakdown. I'm having a nervous breakdown. Uh, and then... Yeah. I think the last one I liked was uh, there's a scene where Cary Grant uh, comes back from some shenanigans and she's trying to convince him to take a shower in her bathroom Mm. and he keeps refusing her advances. Mm. And she says, this is a ludicrous situation. I can name a dozen men who would want to use my shower. (laughs) She was great. I don't know why you're saying she's too much. I don't know. Whatever was happening to me that day, I just felt like it was a lot. But we she enjoyed ourselves. Subtler. I know. She was just like, Listen, it's up. the 60s. I what know. do you want That's her to true. be? I also have a quote here. I don't think it's the whole quote. I only have the words, like an egg from a tall chicken. Oh, <laughs> I had that quote and then I got rid of it because I was like, oh, this quote's just weird. It's like, you fell for it like an egg from a tall chicken. Ah, okay. Like a, like a con, that. a con yeah. joke. I'm going to be like, you fell for this like an egg from a tall chicken every day of my life. Yay. Moving on. Moving Next on. question. Um, rom-com Beyonce. How was the rom-com Beyonce? I mean, it's in <laughs> Paris for the most part of the film. So romance. It's the city of love. La la la. Do we even see the Eiffel Tower or anything in this film? I think so when they're on that boat. Oh, right. They have right? a very romantic boat Was this before trip. the Eiffel Tower had the twinkle lights situation going on? Probably. Because I feel like they didn't I've use that. I've only been to the Eiffel Tower with the twinkle light situation, so yeah. I don't know. She has great outfits, uh, but I think we decided that the atmosphere was not super rom-commy. Well, like we said before, I think it was two rom-com characters who were thrown into a thriller, so I think yeah. the rom-com Beyonce is more of a thriller Beyonce. Though there are <laughs> there are some other like very sort of romantic scenes in there. The fact that they have a shared door between their That's hotel true. rooms That's and one true. of them has to lock it or unlock it. Mm-hmm. The fact that it's sort of like a will-they-won't-they they situation where she's coming yeah. on to him and he's mm-hmm. like stalwartly against it yeah uh you know just all her little ploys and the flirting between them yeah but everything else thriller through and through yeah i mean particularly there's a very dramatic fight scene with cary grant and hook hand on the roof where they're just very badly swiping at each other like their heads not and then hook hand falls off the roof and is hanging there and i don't know how he escapes it may be more like a real fight than most movie fight scenes. It just felt like they were like, and fight action. And then mm-hmm. they just like tried to fight each other instead of having a choreographed yeah, situation. There was no choreography. <laughs> was there was like, no choreography. Hook hand, hook hand, hook hand. You know? You know? And hook hand was kind of a father figure too. <laughs> oh my God. <laughs> what do you even mean by that? No. Uh, so, so anyway, we talked about earlier in the film, She's looking at me like I'm crazy. Let me explain. The phrase hook hand was kind of a father figure. This Hold threw me on. off. I'm sorry. Let me explain. Please explain. So earlier in the film, we meet uh, Audrey Hepburn's friend, Sylvie, who has a son, oh, Jean-Louis. I forgot about Jean-Louis. Who's wearing booty shorts for most of the film and is kind of an, the, the annoying kid character. Booty shorts a lot. Who almost loses all the money. But anyway, oh, he gets Jean-Louis. kidnapped by the bad guys to convince Audrey to give up where the money <laughs> is. Right. Though she doesn't know. And he sits in Hookan's lap. I forgot about and that. And Hookan's like, my leg's getting stiff. But like, Jean-Louis did not look upset to be hanging out with Hookan. Hookan didn't seem like he was 
being bad to Zhongli or anything. He was just, like, sitting there, just yeah. hanging out. His leg was getting numb. And no, friends, Hokan did not have a real name. And if he did, we're not going to figure out what it is. So there was, was there three or four Jambronis who were trying to get the money? Three. three. And each one of them died. And you kept yes. thinking that it might be Cary Grant, who was the one who killed them. And then there's another twist. There's so many twists. But it happens to be the guy that was sort of trying to help Audrey Hepburn from the beginning. The guy who was pretending he was a government right. official who's not... He's trying to give her sandwiches. Ugh, old movies make me tired. I don't know why. Okay. Maybe it's just my brain. I can't do it anymore. Let's talk about something you did like in this film, okay. which is how a bunch of the storyline with the money revolved around stamps. I love stamps. My dad's the post officer. Of course you love stamps. We, we stand the United States Postal Service. I love the United States Postal Service. <laughs> I use them quite frequently. I buy stamps all the time. Anyway. My, my dad will never hear this reference because he does not listen to the pod because he thinks these episodes are too long at 30 minutes. All right, Matt. All right. <laughs> listen. It's okay. My dad Paul does. would listen. No, my dad doesn't listen. Oh, okay. Our moms are on board. Our dads are That's why we're doing mom board. comms and not dad comms. Yeah. No dad comms. No dad comms. So I'd be interested to ask my dad. Hmm. I don't know if Matt can name a dad com. I don't know. My we dad? Have, we, we have to watch, like, dad-themed movies instead. No, I don't want to do that. That week. <laughs> I don't want to do that. Uh, where were we going? There was something we were saying. Oh, stamps. Uh, stamps. So basically we find out the entire time the money has been hidden basically by the purchase of these very expensive right. stamps that are on the last letter that yes. Audrey, Husper, Audrey Hepburn's dead husband sent to her. And she gives the stamp to the kid before she realizes what happens. The kid gives away the stamps to, like, an old man who very mm. kindly gives them back to her. Yeah. But that's where they get all the moolah is from those stamps. Yep. I like Hidden I in plain that. sight. I liked that. You're I like right. that, too. And Mia caught on before I did, and it was great. That's been foreshadowing. But I caught on about the bad guy before you did. That's true. I learned after reading Homecoming by Cynthia Voigt that great I think everything is foreshadowing now mm. in fiction. In that book, nothing is foreshadowing. Mm. No child ever falls off a boat. Unfortunately, but this one's this for movie, our compatriots in the <laughs> services department. Yes, but in this movie, at the beginning, she makes a point, she being Audrey Hepburn, to say to Jean Louis of the booty shorts, "I'll send you like a letter with lots of stamps." And I was like, "That's a random thing to say to a child." And then later, when yeah. the stamps came up again, I was like, "Ah, the stamps! Yeah, stamps on stamps." Stamps on stamps. Stamps were the only montage we got in this film. That's true. I wouldn't call it a montage, but... Let me live. No, bud. Okay. Would you watch it again, this movie? Uh, yeah, because I'd want to see if I could catch the twists this time. Yeah, it would definitely make more sense on a second viewing. Yeah. And it was it was fun. It, it was, was fun. it was fun. We enjoyed ourselves when we watched it. At least I did. Do you think for the Patreon that we haven't made yet, mm -hmm. we should act this whole movie out in charades? 110 percent i was born for, for this fans. role i would love to be a part of it yeah maybe we should take a poll about whether people are interested in the patreon maybe if they're interested in the patreon they should email us at yeah yeah me at do you remember our email it's you rom complete me at gmail.com do you want me to spell it out for you y-o-u-r-o-m-c-o-m-p-l-e-t-e-m-e at symbol g-m-a-i-l Period. C O M. 
She's gonna win a national spelling bee, people. She's gonna I've always been disappointed that I never got to participate in a spelling bee, well, to be quite honest. We there's one in town. We can do it next year. No, I'm an adult. I can't back. do it. Okay. Talking tropes. Let's talk some tropes. Let's talk some tropes. Um, first one. The biggest one. Misunderstanding for comedy. That's what the whole movie is. Whole movie. It could have been solved by just one simple conversation. If Cary Grant just came out and said what he was up to from the beginning. I'm gonna help you. Well, he was a little worried that she was in on it. Right? Yeah. Wasn't that why he didn't? But I think it becomes pretty clear pretty quickly that she has no idea what the hell is going on. Yeah. She just wants a snack. I know. Metaphorically, literally, emotionally. (laughs) Yes. Uh, Opposites attract. Yeah, age differences attract. We you had could a little call point that. five on that one. Yeah, well, I, I mean, they are very different people. Mm-hmm. He's yeah. a government businessman who tries to con, and she's just a widow who wants to wear fabulous coats and yeah. smooch, smooch. That's all she wanted to do. Mistaken identity, kind of. I mean, yeah. Here's the thing. What is the definition of mistaken identity? No, where I got this from. I feel like we need to is. clarify it at some point during the pod. So yeah. grave misunderstanding is when one character one misunderstands fine. something. Yes. Mistaken identity is when someone is mistakes she, the character for someone else and then it purposefully? tumbles. Well, I don't know if it's purposefully. I'm trying to think of a of an example. Well, I'm thinking about like all those movie like all right, this is a weird one. The Lizzie McGuire movie where they hey think that hey she now. is This is what dreams are made of. <laughs> <laughs> Thank you for yes, referencing that, that song. They think that she she's is that pop right. star. Yes, that's a mistaken, mistaken identity. identity. What's a hidden agenda? A hidden agenda is when someone. All right, let me try to think of an example. Could a hidden agenda? I think they go together. Okay. Well, sometimes, not always. So a hidden agenda is when someone's trying to do something. So, how to lose a guy in ten days? Hidden when agenda. Yes. Hidden yes. agenda. Okay. How to lose a guy yeah, in ten yeah, days? Yeah. Sure, sure, sure. Right, right, right. Okay. I'm not going to explain it anymore because you should know what I'm talking about. (laughs) That was good. I'm glad we did that. Now that we have some references. I think I got them confused for each other because sometimes, like in this film, his hidden agenda, the fact that he leads her to believe that he's different people. Yes. He uses mistaken identities for his hidden agenda. Yes. So sometimes a square, no, rectangles are always squares, but squares are sometimes rectangles. Sure. No, the other way around. I don't do geometry. <laughs> oh, God, I was trying to make such a good point. <laughs> but I know yeah. what you mean. I know what you mean, that okay. sometimes it, yes. Okay. So like sometimes the hidden agenda will include a mistaken identity, but sometimes it's just a mistaken identity. Yes. Without an agenda. Yes, absolutely. Ooh, I feel so much better. So mistaken identity in this movie, a tiny bit. Yes, thank you for coming on this journey, listeners. All right. Uh, we got that stamp montage. Stamp montage. Very brief. And it's funny because they play it twice, I think, in a row <laughs> when a they both realize what happens. <laughs> and it's just like stamps on stamps on stamps. And it's so short, but I'm counting it because all I want is a montage. Okay. Well, then I'm counting Hook Hand as a quirky BFF. Fine. To he Jean-Louis. is quirky. <laughs> he is. He is. He and Jean-Louis are like, we're best friends. Yeah. We hold hand hooks. And there's and there's a point where Jean-Louis finds like the spare hook hand in the guy's bedroom and he like they're all like very quietly sneaking around each other's like rooms in this hotel to try to find the money which no one has. And when they find the hook hand, Jean-Louis like runs in the hallway screaming, "We've won, we've won, we've won." And like 
Keep it cool down, Louis. <laughs> he's not cool. We have to hide this. Listen, he gave away those expensive stamps. I he's know. a dumb. What a dumb bee. I mean, he's a kid, so. He's a dumb. What bee. else do we have? Well, we have the hidden agenda. Yes, it's not a romantic he agenda. He wanted to get the stamps back. He hides his. He mistakes his identity mm-hmm. so that he can do that. Um, and then we also said that it was a love triangle. Oh, yes. Between, between Audrey and all of his personalities. Yeah, all the different men he played throughout the film. Yeah. At one point, he plays the guys, uh, you know, a dead brother. At one point, he plays yeah. some dude who's investigating. And then at the very end, he's Peter Joshua? Is that his I last identity? His and he's the treasurer of something. Yeah. I don't know. Anywho, those are the tropes. We've done it, folks. And then we get to the Deb corner. All right. So uh, my mom, Deb, Debbie. What's up, Deb? uh, Requested we watch this film. Not requested, but we asked her and she said she wanted us to watch this film. And the reason she likes this film is because she loves all the twists. It's mystery and thriller. It's romantic comedy. Mm -hmm. Uh, She saw it about 30 years ago, she says, and she didn't remember any of it. So when she was watching it, this time around before she gave the name to me. She did a lot of investigation about what she felt like was her Mo just threw a baby boom. Her romantic away. comedy. Well, sometimes you know. My mom sure. my mom likes to evaluate choices a lot. She's kind of like me. Anyway, the movie gave her whiplash with this all the twists in it when she rewatched mm-hmm. it. She had forgotten the ending and so she was delighted by it. But she thought everybody was charming in it. She did. She thought Audrey was charming. She thought Carrie was charming. Yeah. She said the flirting was her favorite part. And the silly goofy shower. Yes. And so she gave us a fun fact about the shower. And I wrote here, she also read the IMDb about the movie Apple Tree. Because you are always like, let's get some fun facts. Yep. You're always looking them all up. It's true. So her fun fact was that Cary Grant, as we said, was 59 when this movie was shooting. And he was really anxious about how his body looked. So he didn't want to get shirtless. So there's a scene where he takes a shower in Audrey Hepburn's room. And rather than take his clothes off, he goes in with a full suit and starts like using turns soap. Turns the water and on. turns the water on. And is like such a goofball. And it's really cute. It's pretty cute. Uh, but that's what he did, you know, yeah. sort of make it fun and fresh. Fun and fresh. Uh, my mom also wanted to let everyone know that there is a Audrey Hepburn special on Amazon Prime you can oh, watch. Okay. Um, so if you want to do that, you can. And she also made note of how, like, all of sort of the bad guys in the background mm-hmm. are all, like, guys who you see in a lot of old films, like George Kennedy and Walter and Matthau, who just sort of mm-hmm. are always sprinkled in. Never the main guy, always in the background. But yeah. she enjoys seeing them in there. Yeah. So Deb picked a good one. She picked we're, a good one. We we enjoyed ourselves. Not that Mo didn't pick a good one. No, Mo picked a great one, too. But we're, we're going to talk about that on Thursday. I know. Uh a couple of extra fun facts extra that we have. Facts. We have some extra fun facts, don't we? We do them with no context. Like the guillotine was in use until 1977. No context. There you go. Um, okay. Context over. We should give them some context for things. To. Well, there was a police officer who was like, we're going to guillotine you guys. And then we found, we were like, do they still even use the guillotine? They did. They did. Until 1977. Yep. Uh, and then the funnest fact. Which about one? the public domain. Oh, you want to talk about that one? I have I another... You f- do it. Oh, you want me to do it? Yeah, you're smarter than I am. I, that... Be kind <laughs> to my friend. We used to do this thing in high school whenever you said something bad about yourself and oh, our principal no. would make us say three nice oh. things about ourselves. Now right. say three nice things about yourself for all the people out there. I have a good taste in sneakers. Yes. I know a lot of Meryl Streep trivia and yes. my eyes are blue. That is a fact. (laughs) That is not a a compliment about yourself. You have to pick things that are about yourself, not about, like, you're a good friend, because that's about talking to other people. 
Well, am I a good friend? Can yes, you are. Okay, then yeah, I'm a good friend. And she's super artistic and she's hysterical. All right. I'm and she has great style it. choices. Stop. <laughs> and we keep going forever and ever. No, no, no. Anyway, fun fact about this movie. It immediately went into the public domain upon someone release because someone screwed up the copyright notice, which is why you can watch it for free on Amazon Prime. Probably also would have been for free by this point. There's a lot of yeah. free stuff on Amazon Prime. But still, the fact, I mean, that's a very unusual situation unusual. for the film to immediately go into the domain. What was your fun fact? I had another one. Hold on. Was I it wrote... about how it wasn't about charades? <laughs> no. Oh, I wanted to say that... Uh, Henry Mancini did the score, oh, who also yeah. did the Pink Panther. And then Panther. because we have a fan of um, knowing about the director of the film. Listens, okay, that's fine. Uh, Stanley Donnan did the okay. film. Um, and it was also written by Peter Stone, which was his first film script that he later turned into a book based on his agent's suggestion. <laughs> and they also considered this movie... The greatest movie Hitchcock never made huh. because of all the twists. So many twists. So many twists, so I many cons. I feel like that's why we watched it in seventh grade. I think it was about writing a good mystery. That makes I sense. I think we did like a unit. Because we also did Fall of the House of Usher by okay. Edgar Allan Poe. That's fun. And I feel like there was a Hitchcock thing or two in there. But seventh grade, like I said, was weird. So it's a weird year. We'll just, we don't need to talk about Mrs. it. Mrs. Bogan was a bad teacher also. Oh Shout my out to God. Her. Oh, um, wow. And just so you know, in case you didn't watch this movie, um, we talked about how Audrey Hepburn was snacky the whole time, really wanting to get with Cary Grant. We've got some. Uh, (sighs) She does in the very end sort of like get her gold. He like, he's sort of wishy-washy, but the very end, she asks him whether his identity is his true identity. And she's like, sure, I'll show it to you on the marriage, marriage certificate when we get it next week. So cute. So cute. I was satisfied. It was a ride. It was did a rock. You, did this wrong complete you, though? You're satisfied, Angelica, but... <laughs> <laughs> Thanks, Eliza. Uh, yeah, I think it wrong completed me. Did it wrong complete you, Mia? Yes. It what You know... It's not your typical rom-com, but it was an adventure, and I like adventures. Yeah. So it was, like you said, I liked having rom-com characters in a thriller setting. Yeah. It was it was exciting. It was fun. It was fun. Genre bend. Genre bend. Yeah. Yeah. It yeah. might not be the truest of them all, but it was, it was great. Yeah. Mia, where can the viewers, the listeners, the people, the readers, find us? <laughs> the lovers. <laughs> <laughs> the friends. The heroes, the champions. Oh, no. Where can they find us between this episode and next episode, which is two days yeah. from now? If you really need us. Which you should. You romcomplete at gmail.com. <laughs> the best and, place. And Twitter and Instagram. At romcomplete me. Know you. Exactly. Um, next one. I was going to say next week. I but know. It's just it's a next days one. This now. is so exciting. What are we watching? Baby Boom. Oh my gosh. Which is my mom's favorite rom-com. A movie I had never heard about until we started this podcast and I asked her. She's never spoken to me about Baby Boom before, ever. And I suddenly love it's her it. favorite rom-com of all time. Well, it was funny because right after we watched it, then I saw something in a book that was like referencing Baby Boom and it made me yeah. laugh out loud because I had never heard of the film either. Yeah, Baby Boom. So Baby Boom... Diane Keaton is the star. There's also a baby. Um, the cutest baby of all time, <laughs> by the way. Says she inherits this baby unannounced. She doesn't realize it's going to happen. The baby throws 
her life into chaos and she moves to Vermont from New York City, starts spreading the news, and then she falls in love. The end. Yeah. And starts her own business, becomes an entrepreneur sure, in the process. Okay, time. okay, okay. Real quick synops. And that's that. And we'll see you on Thursday. All right. Thank you for listening to this week's episode of You Rom Complete Me. Oh. <laughs> <laughs> you thought I was thanking you? Yeah, sure. Thank you, Mia, for being my Thank podcast partner, you, even though you think you can do it without me, which <laughs> oh is fine. God. I'm sure you can. All right. We got to go. Thanks I for listening. We'll see you on Thursday. Bye. Bye.